Thank you so much for tuning in today to the PFWB podcast, where we believe in being a life-giving organization. And hey, welcome to 2018. Talk about a new year for new beginnings. And today in the studio, we've got a special guest with us. He's no stranger to any of you guys that are listening today. He is the General Superintendent, Randy Carter. And so we're so excited to have you here, Randy. And I just want to welcome you to 2018. Right. Welcome to you, too. Happy New Year. (laughs) Happy New Year. Yes, sir. So let's just talk a little bit about kind of your vision. We've had a chance to hear some of that being on staff with you. But going into 2018 and and just kind of know what's coming down the pipe, kind of share your heart a little bit Mm -hmm. about what's happening. Well, Chris, a a year ago, a little over a year now, when I became general superintendent, I remember the first day I sat down in the office here with all the staff and the team. And one of the things that I, I, I said to them was, you know, this phrase, we is better than me. We can accomplish more than me. And the whole idea of teamwork, of of the power of we. And I just said that and went on about some other things. Well, a year later, as I'm praying and thinking about the new year that we're now in, 2018, I'm thinking about our, our focus for this year, our vision for the year 2018 as an organization. And that phrase, the power of we, kept coming back to me, the power of we. And I pulled you guys, you and the other members of our our director's team together, and we began to brainstorm a little bit. And during all that, as you know, we we introduced, we we began to look at four sort of foundational points or pillars, if you will, that we felt should guide us through the year 2018. I've been praying about revival. God had put on my heart that, that we're entering a season of revival and and some of that tied into this. But anyway, we zeroed in on four things that we said, if we can be hitting on all cylinders with these four in 2018, we're going we're gonna to accomplish great things for the kingdom of God. And so the four that we, we landed on were uh, that talking about the power of we, we worship God, uh, we share Christ, you know, we share the gospel of Jesus Christ with others, we build people, we make disciples, and then we serve uh, others, we serve other people. So those four things, uh, I began to say to you guys, that's what's going to guide us. And, and we even went as far as you know, we went as far as to divide it up and say, let's, let's break it down by quarters. So the first quarter of this year, 2018, we're going to be about worship. We worship God. Uh, we as an organization worship God. And so in our planning and programming and all of that stuff, resource allocation, Everything we're doing as much as possible this first quarter of this year is going to be about worship. Then the second quarter, we'll move on to the next one, which is we share Christ. And it'll be about evangelism and, and sharing your faith and outreach. And then the third quarter is, is, of this year is going to be about we make disciples. And so much of what we do in the third quarter of 2018 is going to be about discipleship. And then as we approach the fourth quarter of this year, uh, it's going to be about we serve others, and just the whole issue, the idea of let's get out there and serve a hurting humanity. Well, having said all that, we're in the new year. It's the first quarter, and so our focus is going to be on worship, the power of we. We worship God. You know, in the Sermon on the Mount, by far one of my favorite passages of Scripture, there's a place in there where Jesus, the greatest preacher that ever preached, and as far as I'm concerned, that's the greatest sermon ever preached, Uh, he talks about three things that Christians, that Christ followers do. And and in that passage of the Sermon on the Mount, he doesn't say, um, if you uh, 
pray, then here's how you need to pray. He doesn't say, if you give, then here's how you need to give. He says, when you pray. And then he goes on, he says, when you give. It's like it's, it's a foregone conclusion with Jesus Christ that if you're a follower of Christ, you're going to pray. It's almost like a person who is a Christian that doesn't pray is like, what do they call it, an oxymoron. It's like those two words don't go together. It's like Jesus was saying, if you're a Christian, you're going to pray. So here's how you do it. If you're a Christian, you're going to give. That's what Christians do. Here's how you give. But Chris, you know it as having been a pastor for many years. In that passage, those are just two of the three that he touches on, and they all are components of worship, uh, prayer, giving, and the third one is fasting. And I was looking at that, and I was thinking, you know what? That's the heart of a true worshiper, somebody who's passionate about praying, passionate about giving, and yes, even passionate about fasting. And so what we want to talk a little bit about today, uh, since it's the early part of January, we want to talk about fasting. And so at this point, everybody turns the podcast off because they don't want to hear what's <laughs> right. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, fasting is definitely one of those things in the church uh, that we know was it was a part of the early church. Mm -hmm. And it was something that they believed in so wholeheartedly. And uh, so I know as a pastor, we practice this, you know, during this time of the year in January. And uh, it was always a, a, uh, a rewarding time, a tough mm -hmm. time, but a rewarding time mm -hmm. uh, to, to spend that time with God. So I guess kind of a question is, as we kind of talk with our listeners today and, and as they listen, you know, you know what is fasting mm -hmm. I mean, and, and, and why do it? That's, that's a good question because it's not the kind of thing that's on the forefront of people's minds. We don't live the whole year. Uh, can't wait for January so I can stop, you know, eating, <laughs> stop yeah. drinking coffee or whatever. So it's probably a good thing that we just stop and right here at the beginning of the year is what is it and, and, and why do we do it? Well, fasting, you know, really the goal of fasting is to draw near to God. That's why we do it. Uh, you know, biblical fasting has to do with eliminating distractions for a spiritual purpose. It's like one pastor said, it's like hitting the reset button of our soul, and, and it just sort of renews us from the inside out. And so that, that's sort of what it is. It, it's denying yourself, simply stated. It, it, it's refraining from food for a spiritual purpose. That's the way I like to put it. Uh, it it's just denying yourself uh, the pleasures, the physical pleasures of this life, but for a spiritual purpose. And uh, having done it uh, uh, numerous times over the years, I can say that it indeed, it, it draws you closer to God. In fact, one of the things I often said as a pastor of 25 years was, if you're getting ready to fast, first thing you ought to do is ask, what kind of fast? And then you might want to ask, what am I hoping to accomplish through this fast? Well, as far as what kind of fast, there are, there are different kinds. Uh, some people do a complete fast. Chris, in my life, I've known two pastors who did a 40-day fast, a total fast, complete. They, 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 they didn't eat anything for 40 days. I've known two pastors who did that. One of them only drank water for 40 days. The other one told me he had to take a glass of milk in the evening for some pills, some medicine that the doctor had prescribed, but he had to have something in his stomach. So all he did for 40 days, he would drink that little glass of milk at night. That's pretty impressive to me. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tell you up front, I've never done that, okay? And, uh, but I knew two men, and I asked both of these pastors. They were older men, older in their ministry, in their life. I asked them, I said, uh, what happened? I mean, 40 days without eating. Man, I bet you were like on the mountaintop. I bet you were like so close to God. And interestingly enough, both of them said this. They said, you know what? Not really. It was hard. And part of the time I was wondering, why am I even doing this? And both of them said this, said nothing really 
earth-shaking or monumental happened that I could recognize during the fast, but both of them said, after the fast, I went through something that I could have never known I was going to go through, and it was one of the hardest seasons of my life. And as I look back on it, that fast prepared me for what I was about to go mm-hmm. through. I didn't even know I was going to go through it, but I was sure glad I had prepared myself spiritually. I'm convinced, they said, I'm convinced that that fast prepared me for what God knew was coming and, and got me ready for it. So it may be that you may hear voices in the night. You may hear, see the mountains shake or lightning in the sky while you're fasting, or you may not. It may be that for you, the fast is preparing you for what's down the road. Who knows? But either way, it, it strengthens us. It gives us clarity of mind, clarity of heart. It helps us to draw closer to God. And so it may be a full fast like these two guys I talked about, or it may be a partial fast. You know, Chris, uh, something that happens every year during our time of fasting, we have our Healthy Church Conference. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, I'll have somebody come to the Healthy Church Conference, and they'll say, wait a minute, I thought you told us to fast, and here you are offering us a delicious chicken sandwich from Zaxby's or Sherry's Bakery Donuts on the back table. And, and, and I la- we laugh, but the reality is we're not asking everybody just to quit eating for, for, for that whole period of time. Just find some way to deny yourself something so that you can set that time aside for God. And I had, I'll never forget what Dr. Marshall Stewart, who was one of my teachers at Heritage Bible College many years ago, he used to talk about prayer and fasting. He said, remember guys, fasting without prayer only gives you hungry Christians. <laughs> I never yeah. forgot that. So it's not just fasting, it's prayer and fasting. So that's what it is, and for me at least, that's why we do it. You know, it's interesting as we we talk about fasting, and we've heard many people discuss the different types, the different ways, and you kind of almost have this kind of movement just to get people involved with fasting. Mm-hmm. You know, the first, we know the early church was very big on denying of food, which you talked about just a minute ago. Mm-hmm. And then we've got other types that we've kind of seen, Daniel fast and other things like that, you right. know, uh, fasting social media or fasting sure. a TV show or mm-hmm. denying something, you know, yeah, and it, yeah. it, you know, and I know that it's, it's, it's a little tough on, you know, what, what does that look like for each person in our upbringing? So I, right. I guess a good question to ask Randy would be, you know, what does that look like? What does fasting look like today for us as a church, as a organization, as a, as a follower of Christ? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you asked that Chris, because you're, you're right. Uh, you know, fasting in the strictest sense, just the definition of the word is, is to deny oneself food for spiritual purposes for a period of time. You decide if you're going to fast um, all food or some foods or some meals or one day a week or one meal a day or whatever, but it's denying the stomach. It's denying the body. Uh, it's, it's nourishment. It's sustenance to, to depend more on God for that period of time. But as you pointed out, I'm not going to rule out the possibility that fasting can't also include, like you said, uh, denying yourself some of the uh, things that you have an appetite for, whether it's social media or it's the, uh, your favorite TV show or, or you're going to give up your Starbucks or your five bucks or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so so, so what you figure, that, but listen, that's between each individual and God. What we're saying is uh, just do it. Figure out how you're going to do it and do it. And, and don't wait. Listen, don't wait till uh, like the day before and say, okay, I'm going to start fasting tomorrow. Spend some time leading up to this to, to think through, how am I going to do this so I make the most out of it? And as you said, we, like many organizations, we, um, we, we every year, about this time of the year, 
we start asking our people to let's come together and let's let's fast and pray for 21 days. I don't know who started it. Well, I do know who started it. I guess Daniel started it, and that's where all of us get it from, I guess, from the book of Daniel and the 21-day fast that he did. But um, Jensen Franklin, who's a well-known pastor and, and, and personality here in our country these days, uh, he's one of the foremost that I know that has written about it and preached and taught on it in, in his church there in Georgia, I believe it is. Uh, he makes a big deal out of it every year, and lots of others have caught on and have gotten his resources. That's a good resource, by the way. Just Google Jensen Franklin Fasting, and you'll find all kinds of stuff to help you. Another good one I've stumbled onto is Chris Hodges in Church of the Highlands down in Birmingham, Alabama. Again, you can just Google Chris Hodges or Church of the Highlands. At his site, you'll find some links on fasting. He's got some great resources there. But lots of organizations are doing this now. And so the PFWB as well. Over the years, I don't know how many years, but every year about this time, we, we challenge our people to, hey, let's do this together. Let's do this at the same time. So we've set aside from January the 7th until January the 27th, which is 21 days, January 7th till January 27th, we're asking the Pentecostal Free Will Baptists, our pastors, our deacons and leaders in our local churches, our membership, we're asking all of our people who will, and you pray and consider, prayerfully consider this, uh, talk to God about this, see if he burdens you for it, but we're asking that we all, as many as will, set aside from January 7th to January 27th as a season of prayer and fasting. Now, we began this podcast talking about the power of we and how for this first three months of this year, uh, our focus is on we worship God. And as I said earlier, Fasting and praying is one of the best ways I know to worship God. And I'm just believing that this is the right way to kick off this year. It sets the tone for the rest of the year. What better way to start than finding ways to just set aside some time and, and, and fast and pray and just see what God might do in your own life first and foremost, but also in the life of your family, in your church, across our whole organization. I, I, I can't even fathom if, think about it, 300 ministers, 150 churches across North and South Carolina, Virginia, Florida, 17 foreign countries. If a significant number of us got serious about this and for 21 days stormed the gates of heaven, sought God with a passion like never before and dedicated ourselves to this season of fasting and prayer, there's no telling what, uh, what, what God might do in our midst if, if we would do that. You know, I think about a passage of Scripture that has always meant a lot to me in Isaiah 58 and verse 6 where the prophet is talking about fasting, and here's what he says. He says, Is not this the fast that I have chosen? Now listen, he's about to tell us what kind of fast God is looking for. Is not this the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness? Hello, is there anybody out there that believes with me that there are some bands of wickedness that have gripped our nation and, and our world? He said, is not this the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness? To undo the heavy burdens? And to let the oppressed go free, watch this, and that you break off every yoke. 
I don't know about you, Chris, but uh, I look around me today, man. I listen to the news. I read the paper. I listen to podcasts. I just open my eyes, and I see what's going on around us. There's some people that are carrying some heavy burdens. There are some people who are oppressed. There are some people that are wearing yokes that are way too heavy for them. And if I read that verse correctly, fasting is at least part of the answer of how we get free from some of that. I want that for me. I want it for my marriage. I want it for my family. I want it for the Pentecostal Free Will Baptist, and I want it for the world. So I can't speak for anybody but me, but I can speak for me and my family. We're going to get serious about this as we approach uh, January the 7th and this 21 days of prayer and fasting across our denomination. Amen. I know, Randy, I know you're excited about it. You, you've talked to us about it as staff, and, and I know we're excited about it. Probably the most excited fast I've ever uh, <laughs> fixing to be a part of. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, you know, we, we've talked about what a fast is and, and just, you know, how, how we get involved in that. And I think the great thing that we're going to be doing this year that, that everybody's going to receive, if they haven't received it already, it's kind of a resource packet about right. fasting. And so, yeah, let's kind of just real quick in closing. Right. I, I recognize, Chris, that this isn't something, for a lot of us, it's not something we do often, and, and we may not really know where to begin. As I mentioned a couple of websites and uh, some resources there. But, yeah, we're, we're going to be putting a packet together. You'll be getting it any day now. And it'll just give you some little guidelines uh, on, on things to consider uh, health-wise, you know, and how to prepare for a fast. There's some things you need to do leading up to a fast. And then how to go through the fast. And then when you're coming off of a fast, there's some things you need to know. So we are. We're putting together a packet right now, and our folks will be getting it real soon. And we believe it will be very helpful as they uh, walk through this. So look, look for that in the mail to, to all of our pastors and churches. We will be putting that together. and We're putting it together, and we will get it to you in the next few days. Amen. I, I know we're, we're excited, and uh, fasting is so much about getting in touch with God, you Absolutely. know, denying ourselves to spend that time with Him. So mm -hmm. uh, we're glad you chose to listen today. We're excited uh, that you're going to hopefully be joining with us as we fast together uh, in different areas and in different ways in our lives. So uh, we're excited for 2018. We're off to a great start with the power of we, and so thankful for Randy for being with us today. God bless you. Mm -hmm.